Welcome to the Triad House Hunting Podcast. Hey guys, it's Ramon Melli. I'm a licensed realtor here in the Triad. I'm not here to help you become a millionaire real estate investor. I'm just trying to help you buy your next home, maybe even your first. I'll share stories with you of some of my former clients, let you hear from the people you might meet throughout the process, and even some funny moments. Thanks for joining me today. Now let's get hunting. Now, Triad House Hunting with Ramon Lamelli. Hey guys, I know it's been a long time. Thanks for uh, listening to the podcast again. I uh, went on vacation, did a little bit of uh, training out of town, and I hadn't done a podcast in a while, so I figured let me uh, bring you guys some fresh content. So I decided to invite my uh, good friend and fellow realtor, John, um, just to kind of let us know what we're seeing out there in the market, what you guys need to look out for, things of that nature. So, um, John, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, what kind of things are you seeing out there? Yeah, so I've been doing real estate for like the past three years. Um, I mostly work with first-time home buyers. Uh, you know, I, I work anywhere from you know Winston Salem, Greensboro, Triad. all around the yeah the Triad area. Yeah. And uh, you know, I'm definitely like I said, I'm working with first-time home buyers. I guess I'm seeing. Uh, a lot of people are coming in and, and they're curious about the process in general, you know, about like what the steps are, you know, who they need to talk to for financing options, all of that, you know, good stuff right now. Cool. Um, are you seeing the homes move pretty quickly? Are they seeing a lot of time on the market? Right now, they're not spending a lot of time on the market at all. Uh, they're moving so quickly that by the time I schedule a showing for a few days out, half the time it's like under contract by the time we actually get <laughs> to see you hate it. that I hate sometimes it. sometimes I hate guys it. it's it's kind of funny but sometimes we make an appointment and literally by the time that it takes to get there the home will be sold it's 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 insane mm-hmm. and the market is not always like this i don't want to tell you that it is when it's not um but right now it, it seems to be that way it's slowed down a little bit and now it's heating up a little bit and that's what i'm seeing personally in in my area uh are you seeing the same john oh definitely and i mean just for example, the other day I was don't you having. Wish the, I'm sorry to interrupt. Don't you wish the uh, list agent would call you would before let you, you know. get there? Yeah, yeah. And they I, do sometimes. Not to be right. unfair, Some sometimes do. they There's do. There's some good agents, but maybe they're busy. But a lot of times, like, bro, you could have saved me a trip. Now I'm mm-hmm. here. It's under contract, mm-hmm. <laughs> and my buyers are like, "Well, why are we here, Ramon?" And I'm right. like, "Listen, I got another one down the road. Don't you fret." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you're gonna you're gonna take care of them. But yeah, I had one where uh, the guy you know you wanted buyer was really interested, wanted to make an offer, like a good offer to. And uh, I said, you know, he needed to talk to his lender about it. And yeah. so I forwarded him the MLS sheet again. Mm-hmm. And right when I sent it over, like it literally must have been in between the time I sent the email because it said active. And then he asked me, <laughs> what does due diligence mean? And I'm like, oh, he's, he must be asking that for like future <laughs> reference or something. Yeah. And I'm, so I hit refresh literally on my screen because the page was still up yeah. and it said due diligence. Like it changed wow. just like that. Somewhere else in the triad, they were like literally putting in the office. They had to have just, MLS. seriously, they literally That's had insane. to have been editing the MLS, like they had to be editing the listing on the MLS as I was sending him the email to meet with his lender about a full, you know, ask offer. And so, yeah. <laughs> I have one client <laughs> that I'm actually working under contract now. Um, they actually, we went and saw a property. They loved it, but they're kind of skittish. And they said, hey, listen, uh, we want to think about it overnight. We're going to sleep on it. And, you know, I kind of encouraged them. It was kind of a hotter property. I said, hey, listen, we we should probably write the offer, but I'm not going to be pushy if you guys want to mm-hmm. wait tonight and then come in the morning. I understand completely. Mm-hmm. So they did. They called me first thing, 8.30, 9 a.m. They called me and they said, hey, listen, uh, we decided we're going to make the offer. Thank you. Start looking up the comps and everything mm-hmm. like that. So I do. And literally while they're on the way, I'm, I print out the MLS. It was still active. Yeah. I print out the MLS. I mean, I have the MLS approved. It's still active. 
uh, print out the disclosures, uh, start writing the contract. I know their names. I know basically the, the gist of you know some of the details of what we're going to offer, the loan type mm-hmm. and, and things of that nature. And they come in around noon. And I've already moved on to better things. I'm, mm-hmm. Not better things, but other things. I've already moved on. I'm already calling other people, scheduling other showings. They show up at noon. We start doing the paperwork. And then we're literally getting done doing the paperwork. And they're like, and they're looking at the property online, and they're, and they're like, while I'm, you know, filling in what they're telling me, and uh, they're like, wait, remember, what does due diligence mean? And I'm like, it means it's under <laughs> contract. What, what, are you, what property are you looking at? They're like, this one. Yeah. Is it us? Did they accept our offer? I was like, I haven't even submitted. Like, okay. Let me see that. Is that an old listing? Like, I'm freaking out. And yeah. it happened that it, they, right they then. sold. Just and like this that. was about two months ago, probably, a month and a half ago, probably, before mm-hmm. we got the one that that we saw now the one that we mm-hmm. got in their contract now they learn you know they learn that yeah. if you like it you got to jump on it exactly exactly um these were actually kind of peculiar buyers they were um we saw homes some people are like this i've shown them homes for on and off for a year which is mm-hmm. odd, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, do you have any clients like that at all? I do, actually. I, I do have some family friends I've been showing houses to for literally three years now. And wow. it's always fun for me because, I mean, I know them and it's it's not stressful at all. Yeah. Uh, and I just leave them on our system and, and let them look at homes as they choose. I send them some every now and then, but I just let them. And, yeah, they're on and off. And they just like to look. They're they're in the school system working so primarily over the summers and then breaks, you know, from yeah. from work. They'll, they'll look. But it is odd because it's been like three years now and they're pre-qualified and everything like pre-qualified with our friend Jason. They're all good to go. Like they're, yeah, I don't know. They're just not in a hurry, but that's okay. You know, but so like you said, yeah, they're, they're on and off, but it's, you know, it's not high stress or anything. Exactly. I think it's a great advantage to some buyers. Not everyone can do this to not be in a hurry because if you're in a hurry, that means you may have to make a decision that you wouldn't have otherwise made. Right. So it's definitely a benefit to, to them. But I've had a few clients like that over the years that I've never been good at being the pushy kind of person. I'm like, listen, mm-hmm. I want to earn your business and I want to earn your trust. I'm not gonna if I push you, it's for a reason. I'm not gonna push you if it's not um, mm-hmm. not needed. Yeah, definitely. So the, they, they do have an advantage there, I think, because once we do find them the right property, yeah, it's gonna be they're the right gonna property. love it. It's gonna be yeah. the perfect property, perfect timing, and everything like that. So you know, being in uh, no rush is, is definitely an advantage sometimes. Do you ever find yourself having to? Because I have had some clients that I feel like they're like subliminally asking me to push them or like through body language they're looking at me like just uh, tell me to yeah. write the offer and I will right and I just feel so bad and and, mm-hmm. and um, do you ever have anybody like that you feel like you have to push them nudge them a little bit in the right direction Def- definitely is that I, odd I, it is odd because you're thinking for such a big purchase I mean yeah you're the, the broker of the transaction but like do you do you want to be the one that's like making that really changing their mind about a decision possibly? And so, right. um, I, I can't say that I've actually had one where I've said, write it and I've made, you know, and they've, but I, I've had, you know, the situation you kind of referenced where they do almost the body language. They look like they have kind of have cold feet, but if you were to say, yeah, let's do it, let's write it. And so it's, I mean, uh, maybe I've had some where I've said, well, we can always start low and see what happens. And that kind of gets them like, Oh, okay. And they, you know, you say we can negotiate that kind of stuff. And then maybe they're, they're, willing to put in like an offer even if it's one they know is not going to be accepted and then you work from there but yeah. sometimes you do have to push a little bit you know yeah it is odd. I always tell them that I always preface you know before we write an offer I'm like I'm not a stranger to making a lowball offer if you mm-hmm. want to do that that's fine yeah however if you want me to help you be successful in finding a home mm-hmm. 
and if you like this home, then I suggest that we go in, you know, and I'll be honest. I'll say, hey, mm-hmm. listen, the homes are in this neighborhood listed here. This one compares to them this way. Mm-hmm. So we should offer here to try to get you a deal. Right. And if that doesn't work, then we need to go up to this. This would be the cap off, yep. including like a home inspect, a home warranty rather, and then closing mm-hmm. costs. You know, taking all things considered, talking about the net offer, not just the purchase exactly. price. The net, I was just about to say when you were, when you were mentioning that, I was thinking about the the net offer really is what matters because I'll be explaining to them, you know, hey, I... So break that down just a little bit further because I feel like we're going oh, right, too fast. Oh, right, right. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, so, you know, what I mean by, like, the net offer, a lot of times, especially with these first-time home buyers, they want to focus more on spending money uh, once they close on the property and, actually, you know, whatever improvements they want to do to the place, you know, all that stuff, different floor, different carpet, paint, that kind of stuff. So they don't want to pay their closing costs a lot of times, which can be, you know, it depends on the price range, but four or $5,000, you know, maybe on average from what, what I'm seeing, at least the price range I'm working. Right. And that's buyer's And that's the cost. buyer's closing cost, to clarify, buyer's closing costs. And that just includes like the appraisal fee from the bank, the loan origination fee, the, you know, uh, pest inspection, the home home inspection in general, the, you know, termite, all that kind of stuff. Any kind of thing they do that, you know, obviously where a fee is charged and they have to pay that at closing, closing costs, four to $5,000 maybe, right? 4500 4500 Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say that's probably like a good a good estimate because mine's like all, it's always in between. Well, it depends on the price range. I'm price sorry. range. I'm sorry, I thought, I thought you said. No, no, I was saying four, like about four to $5,000 yeah. is about, yeah. It is really about depends on the price range. Most yeah. for some home buyers price range is probably four. 4500 5500 Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somewhere around Talk there. about what inspections you have, the interest rate, the day of the closing. There's so many factors. Exactly. What the attorney fee is mm-hmm. for, you know, the recording, the deed prep, the, you know, all that good yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. It adds up, you know, and sometimes they don't think about that at first. So you have to kind of, you can't give them an exact number, but you can give them an estimate kind of and, and let them know what they're facing. And so, but a lot of times they won't think about if you want if they, or if they want the seller to cover those closing costs, you know, out of it's the coming pl- out of their pocket. It's going to come out of their pocket, yeah. and it's coming out. It's being deducted from what they're getting, like from what the check they would be receiving at closing mm-hmm. from the attorney. That's going to be deducted from there, and so they uh, they definitely need to understand like that. That doesn't make your offer as strong as it would be if you weren't asking for. Um, any closing costs and right. it's normal so I explained to them I say kind of like you said earlier I'll be like I'm no stranger to making offers negotiating for closing costs and I, I almost I, I almost want them to do that because it makes yeah. me happy if they have less money out of pocket yeah. to spend obviously sometimes they might even take home a check because yeah. you overestimate a little bit that's always nice rarely but it does Who happen gets to go? I had a couple that uh, happened like last year where they left with like 400 bucks because we said like 4,000 yeah. they were like 3,600 <laughs> and I'm like you know can that be my bonus? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but they, they're happy because who leaves closing after purchasing a home with a check? Yeah, like what? That's, that's, a, that's, that's like unheard weird. of. So when that happens, that's cool. So so anyway, so the net offer though, yeah, you want to make a, you know an offer on a $150,000 house, maybe full price. So you're going to offer one fifty, but you're saying that the seller will pay up to $4,000 in closing costs. Well, then that's really like making the offer $146,000, you know, because, and that's, sometimes that's hard for them to understand because they're like, no, I'm still paying one fifty. It's like, no, they're deducting that from the money they're getting. So, and that's actually a good segue into, uh-huh. into something I want to talk about down the road, but we'll go ahead and bring it up now. Um, I've had that situation where I've had a few properties not appraised because we were so uh, eager and hyped to get all those, uh, to get the house under contract before yeah. someone else beat us to it, that we ended up, the house was, 
you know, probably overpriced anyway, mm-hmm. and I let them know that ahead of time, but we weighed that versus how much they would want to lose a house in the neighborhood with the school district that they wanted. Yeah. And then they say, okay, we'll, we'll give them what they're asking for because, you know, we still have the appraisal. The mm-hmm. appraisal is going to come back. Yeah. And then the appraisal comes back, and we had to go, not only is the house already overpriced, but they didn't want to negotiate on that price to go lower. Mm-hmm. We had to go above that to get closing costs that we needed. Mm-hmm. So then the appraisal comes back and it doesn't appraise. So now it's like, well, you don't get closing costs right. now and they got to drop the price. So at that yeah. point, the seller is either, well, this is what it appraised for. If they're still going to go with the FHA loan, uh-huh. uh, people are, other people, other people, when they put in their contract with an FHA loan, are going to know that's what it appraised for. Exactly. So it's not, uh, they're not going to be able to sell for any more money usually mm-hmm. in, in any, you know, time. Uh, so... They ended up dropping the price, and we mm-hmm. had to get gift funds to cover closing costs, things of that nature. Right. So it worked out, thankfully. Mm-hmm. However, that's a situation I've seen. I've heard of other realtors running into, and it's something crazy that you know. I I, I tell my clients, I, I'm not going to ask you to do anything that I wouldn't personally do, and right. uh, and they really do listen to everything that you say whenever mm-hmm. you give them your your opinion. They, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like a lot of my clients. Just go with, you know, what would you do in this situation? And I, you know, yeah. I try to not betray that trust whatsoever. Exactly. It's, it's, it's important. Having someone that has your back 100% mm-hmm. is rare in uh, sales. Yeah. So exactly. I try to be that person. Yeah. Um, you build up, you know, future business, like referrals and everything doing that when it's when it's genuine. So Exactly. Sure. That's how I'm seeing negotiations going. What are you seeing in negotiations? Are pretty easy, pretty tough. And, yeah. and guys, don't get us wrong. Not every property hits the market and sold right away. There are some right. exceptions, <laughs> but you know, if it's lasted a week on the market in this market, mm-hmm. there's usually a reason. It's usually right. ugly or mm-hmm. way overpriced or in a non-desirable area. Yeah, there's something. You know, mm-hmm. floodplain, flood zone, oh, where there has to be crazy. flood insurance. That always is really awful because, I mean, I've had a situation. I showed the actually the. This is a little bit of a side note, but the buyers that I showed properties to or that I've shown properties to for like the last three years, we almost made an offer on one and they found out or we found out that it was in a in I flood remember zone. that. You remember that? Yeah. And Did, was it I had a showing at that same house? Yes, the same house. And it dropped in price like thirty thousand dollars. Yeah. It a, yeah. It, it's like a tree up. house almost. Like it looks it was such a nice house. But did it have the stacked stone in the front? Yeah, yeah, it did. The yeah, gorgeous it was wood that floors, one. two story, yes, but the yeah. you walk into the main level and then the basement is yeah. finished, but it's like you know, uh, subterranean below grade. Yeah, exactly. And then in the top, they had that wraparound porch yes. and everything with a grill out there. Very and shady like, though. Very yeah, shady exactly. So it'd be a lot of maintenance, but if you kept it up, I mean, it'd be such a beautiful house. That I was, almost had that under contract with them. That was like two or three years ago. It's right? been a while, and yeah, it's uh, <laughs> and maybe that's why it never sold because once they called their insurance agent that takes care of them with some other you know like lines of insurance, and they got an estimate, and it was going to be. I'm not saying this is always what the price is, but for that property, for that insurance policy through their insurer, it was going to be like two hundred and seventy dollars a month. And I'm like that. That was a good portion of what their mortgage would have been on yeah. the property. So, and so normally, uh, a, a monthly payment on uh, homeowners insurance is probably it depends on square footage and age of the home mm-hmm. and, and everything. Obviously, consult with your local insurance expert. But we're mm-hmm. seeing anywhere from forty to sixty bucks a month, five to six hundred bucks a year, right. for homeowners insurance. Yeah. So to pay that, that much money a month yeah. for the flood insurance is. Crazy. That's like flushing money down the toilet, sort of. I mean, of course, it, yeah, yeah, it's insuring. But that's them, but why they wants to do that, you know. Exactly. But that's a, you know, obviously where they had dropped the price. When I right. see a gorgeous property that's underpriced and it's been there forever, mm-hmm. I'm immediately thinking either this one has major structural that I can't see until mm-hmm. I get there, mm-hmm. or it's got some kind of floodplain, flood, plain, flood exactly. zone situation. Something. 
Mm-hmm. And so I usually try to, when it's something like that, that's something I've learned along the way. It's yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> there's really no, everyone sees everything on the internet. If you think you're you're looking at something other people aren't, you're probably, that's not the case. Exactly. There's no secret websites out there that have factual information. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's uh, people are seeing everything that you're seeing. And if you see something mm-hmm. that... Uh, it's too good to be true. It probably is. Exactly. I make yeah. a habit of calling list agents before I even get out there when it's something too good to be true. And I'm like, what's this? Save me a trip, bro. Yeah. Right, right. Just do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Because, I mean, they should want to help you out too. Because if they're honest, then maybe you, you can. They don't want to waste time. Why would they want to waste their time either? So, but yeah, like we were saying, things like that, though, can get in the way of, you know, home selling. And then that could be a reason why it's still in the market, even yeah. when it's a hot market like this where things aren't lasting. Um, so the other things, though, that I've, that I've seen uh, in negotiation, you know, especially right now, I mean, it's, I, I feel like I, as the, the buyer's agent, don't have as much leverage right now because yeah. by the next day they might have another offer in. So it I try hurts. to be delicate on that and not ask for too much. However, they seem pretty open normally to covering, you know, for the, to negotiate with the seller to, uh, include closing costs and, yeah. and maybe a home warranty as well. A lot of times that's sometimes they already have that included, you know, before you even make an offer, they just already say this comes with a home warranty. I think that's so, a good selling point. Cause a lot of, yes. I don't know. Uh, I just feel like uh, I talk to a lot of other buyers, agents and brokers and, and people that work with buyers and they are not usually as eager to add a home warranty for some reason. Or, <laughs> you know, I just think that's one of those, Things that I always closing costs and, and home warranty something that I almost always try to push. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like more. I just don't understand why more people don't do it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know either, and I love it every time. A lot of these companies will send you a notification when yeah. someone you've probably had that a lot where someone has used you know the, yeah. the um, home warranty to have you know had a service call or something where it yeah. covered something. It makes you feel good every time because you it know tells that you it tells you. Um, what it was, yep. how much they were charged, how much it would uh-huh. have been, mm-hmm. and it says paid, you know, $45 for a trade coffee. Isn't that nice? For a trade yeah. coffee. And you feel and pretty then good I get about to it. call Mr. and Mrs. Doe and say, hey, uh, is everything okay? I saw that, you know, this, you get do a customer service call. Are you yeah. happy with the, should I still be using this home warranty company? Because right. They treat you good. Okay, you're happy. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. I'll keep using them. Mm-hmm. By the way, you have anybody looking to buy or sell. Exactly. <laughs> you know? It's like it Never is like an excuse <laughs> in a sense to do that. Of course, you're calling to be genuine. Yeah, and stuff, customer but service. You can, you know, maybe get another um, another bit of business from that too. So you never know. Uh, but that's that's typically they're. they're I don't feel open bad about that. asking for business because if I did a good job and they know mm-hmm. that I saved them two thousand dollars on the AC unit or something. Yeah. Or it could have been more, but you know, just ran, random numbers. Um, right. Hey, listen, throw me your cousin's number that may or may not want exactly. to Exactly, something, at least. Yeah, yeah, they should be probably <laughs> happy. dinner was nice Something. <laughs> they should be happy to do that, though, because if you, you if gave you did your daughter's job right. Dude, you, <laughs> I get invited to a lot of mm-hmm. housewarming parties and stuff, and, yeah. and so I, I feel like I'm doing a good job when that happens. Yeah, definitely. Do you, do you, ever, do you ever, you know what's funny? I also run into, like, um, anytime there's an event or, like, a venue I go to uh, or dinner somewhere or movies, I run into a past client or something. And I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, how's the house? You know, uh-huh, and uh-huh. It's always kind of cool to see that, uh, you know, these people are really out here living. And exactly. They can yeah, be your yeah. walking billboards if you really do a good truly, job. Truly. They truly can. And, yeah, and I, I will come across that sometimes I always 
I sort of make a joke while I'm showing, you know, if they comment on how like great the backyard would be to have like a cookout and stuff. And I'm like, as long as I get an invite, you know, and then hopefully that comes true because that means you did your job well. You, and you do the same corny jokes that I do. Exactly. Like, did you learn it from me? I think I did. <laughs> I think I did. Wow. So I took notes. For so sure. you guys, when you're out there with me or John, just remember we're gonna do a couple of corny jokes. Yep. It's gonna be funny, but yep. we probably said it a thousand times. Exactly right. But you know, people get a kick out of it. Yeah. It's a good way to like, kind of break the ice too with new yeah. clients and stuff. So. The other day I was showing a house in Buena Vista and the guy, you know, I think everyone's a little apprehensive when you first are meeting a person, a salesperson. Yeah. You know, so my, my job, my, my, um, not my job, but my goal is usually try to make them not, no, obviously to, for them to know that you're on your side, mm-hmm. but also break the eyes and ease attention and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So he, he walks in and gorgeous homes in Buena Vista, but the, the foyer, the entry foyer in the long hallway in those homes had the ugliest 1970s <laughs> floral wallpaper. Uh-huh. And, and I said, uh, <laughs> uh, sir, I know you wanted to see this home because it had the best wallpaper on the block. And we chuckled, we laughed, and then <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. hilarity ensued. And we, exactly. we saw the home. I made some other jokes. And he felt very comfortable with me. So now I'm sending him some other properties. Right. Uh, trying to take him out this weekend and show him some homes. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, that's, that's um, something that uh, people should know is that, like, the buyer's agent's role, specifically the buyer's agent's role, is to work for the buyer. We don't care if you buy this yeah. home. We just care that we make sure that you're happy and you're mm-hmm. satisfied so that you call your brother and tell him, hey, mm-hmm. go call Ramon or John. They they will take mm-hmm. care of you. Exactly. And I love that. I love. Uh, I really love helping people. Yeah, definitely. Are you seeing anything in the way of like new construction? Have you done much? You know, I have not done a whole lot of new construction, but I have dealt... I'm dealing actually with a client right now who's who is looking... Sometimes it's complicated with, uh, you know, they, they might want to move in sooner than, like, the property is going to be finished, that kind of thing. If, if we're right. talking about so something that's still in the process. Con. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that'd be definitely a con to it. Um, but, so sometimes they have inventory homes that are ready to go. You just yeah. walk in, open the door. Right, right. You can have this one tomorrow. Well, not tomorrow if you have cash, but, you know, <clears> 20, 30 days if right. financing goes well. Yeah. They were interested in one out in the Kernersville area a few weeks ago, but they... It was a big deal to them if there was a model, and I, I sent you know the the listing agent, um, you know the sales rep in the company like an email to get more information on it and asked if they had a model, and they said they didn't, and they didn't really provide. And I'm not saying that most you know that that all of them are like this because mm-hmm. I, they, most places would have a model home, but that was incon- very inconvenient because I had to then turn back around to my buyer and say I'm sorry there is no model unit, so we're going off of what. They say it's going to look blueprint. like yeah, <laughs> the what the pictures online look like. <laughs> and that, you know what? It's funny. I had a I had a buyer um, about a year and a half ago now. Lily, uh, I think she actually listens to the podcast. I love her death. Uh, we wanted a certain home, and it, it basically started as we saw a home that they did have a model for. It was it was sold, but it hadn't closed yet. Uh-huh. So we saw that one and said, hey, we want this one. Yeah. Well, that one's not going to be built. There's not enough room for that one mm-hmm. until the footprint was odd or something. Yeah. And it was going to be like next year. So she's like, well, I can't wait that long. So they give her uh, one that they had already started mm-hmm. that was even bigger, um, but we never got to see it. So And then I'm like, okay, do you have a floor plan for this? And you know, mm-hmm. she's so eager. She doesn't want to get sold. They're selling like hotcakes. Right. Uh, at least that's what they're telling us. And you know, we uh-huh. had that conversation. And uh, it was either drive to Raleigh. Or just take it, and you know, I give that. I was like, "We'll take a day trip, take a half a day, 
go out there, look at it, and come back to make sure you're happy. And she's mm-hmm. like, no, I can't take off of work. Let's just do this. So so we did that. And uh, she ended up liking the home and liking the floor plan. But in the back of my head, I never, I lost sleep over it. I was like, what if like they're done and she hates it? Yeah. By the time that the uh, that the uh, drywall walkthrough came, you know, not everything was done, but we do mm-hmm. like a drywall pre, uh, pre-finishing um inspection she loved the floor plan she even liked it a little bit more than the last one yeah yeah that's awesome but she you know they said it was going to be like three months or something because it had already started but it ended up taking a lot longer like maybe like five months gosh yeah she had to pay like a month-to-month fee and she was right raising cane about that which i don't blame her Mm -hmm. you can't really control the weather but there are some things that were like that doesn't sound like it's weather related that sounds something like someone dropped the ball right exactly in any case new construction can be awesome you always want to be the first to live in a home they got you know you don't have to worry about the ac because everything's under warranty everything's new everything yeah yeah exactly for a certain amount of time they're not as skeptical about the stuff not working Mm -hmm. and and i I will i mean that's always nice because that takes a lot of pressure off of you uh, Mm -hmm. obviously as a realtor and uh, they feel more comfortable with it because they know, like, there's no need for inspections, really. Yeah. Like, you just don't, you don't need it, literally, because everything's good. Like you said, they've got the warranties on them already, so. One of the odd things about um, home, insp- uh, not home inspection, but newer homes is that mm-hmm. there's really no negotiating on the price, right? Cause right, right. They, they won't negotiate on the price because if they do, then they have to do it for the next guy and the next guy, yep. and, then the home, and then the prices are all messed their, up. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's, that's, a ish, ish, that's definitely an issue that I've ran into before where, uh, you know, they were thinking like, well, everything's negotiable. And normally that's what I say to the clients because yeah. it normally is. And then yeah, I had to tell them with that, that they're just, I'm sorry, there's just no room. And you try to explain to them why, because yeah. it just hurts the builder. Like it hurts them for their future yeah, projects. So you understand it for resale and everything, like you said, because of the appraisals and everything, but it's just, got, it's kind of the nature of it. So you have to kind of convey that yeah. to the buyer so they understand but. Yeah, for sure, for sure. It's it's uh it's it's I'm I'm that kind of person that like uh, um I just don't take anything at face value. If you tell me mm-hmm. something, I'm just not going to believe it. So right. I, I see them, I see myself how I would take that information and process it and I'm like no, you know, and and there mm-hmm. are exceptions to, you know, if there's one that's been sitting, mm-hmm. if there's certain incentives that need to move it, okay. uh for certain reasons they could explain, um they will drop the price on certain items, but for uh-huh. the, you know, vast majority, 99% of the time it's just not going to happen. No, not at all. They're not going to budge. <laughs> not going to budge. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, what about your home inspections? How are those going? Uh, pretty pretty good. You know, a lot of times... You... What are some things that, that you wish you would have looked out for, looked more closely at? I would say, and not that I... You know, it doesn't make me an expert or any realtor an expert. Right. Uh, you know, it, it identifying issues like 100%. But just like common kind of like you know, signs of, uh, of like structural issues, that kind of stuff. I mean, it might be better to point that stuff out ahead of time. Obviously, you know, after going through some home inspections and seeing things come up, you kind of do, you know, you see some of the, um, of the signs of, of structural issues, that kind of stuff. And that's why I go to all my home inspections. You learn every single Mm -hmm. time. You You definitely do. And, and, uh, good home inspector can stand there and explain to you sometimes because they, why not? Like, why would they not want to kind of explain to you what they're looking for? So they'll, they'll show you how you can see it too. And so Mm -hmm. just different, like the ways that, you know, the cracks maybe and like the, um, and like the slab or something. Staircase, stair, and mm-hmm. obviously consult a professional. Right? Yeah, yeah. We're no not experts, <laughs> we're not experts on that, but we usually, learn. from what we see, from what we see from engineers and from home inspectors, the staircase 
usually means settling. If it's mm-hmm. uh, if it's like a straight line or a diagonal, mm-hmm. it might be something more to look at. If there's any bowing, that's that's a big. I call it a belly. Like if you ever see a belly on a wall, yeah. Which I've seen some crazy bellies on mm-hmm. some walls. Mm-hmm. I'm like, is this safe to be in? Right. Um, right. And then they come in and put structural piers attached to the to the structure of the home. The, yeah. The framing. It's it crazy. And then <laughs> they fix it. It's crazy how they do that yeah. stuff. And there's tons of different ways to yeah repair uh and replace uh, uh foundation issues but mm-hmm. um yeah it, everyone if i if i didn't know anything about homes and i saw a brick home and it had a staircase crack i'd be like whoa what's that right if unless you see any separation it's usually not a big deal yeah obviously exactly you, know, you need to get a professional in there and tell you exactly what's going on but mm-hmm. more often than not it's something that's benign and something that's just homes are going to settle especially something mm-hmm. so uh porous and, and hard like uh mm-hmm. like brick and mortar it's exactly any kind of crack it's not it doesn't have any gear so it just mm-hmm. snaps and so little cracks form mm-hmm. and that's kind of the way that uh, some yeah. of the home inspectors will explain that to me mm-hmm. um, what else uh, what yeah, well I had well, I was going to say I had one where actually the the way that they saw it it was a you know the regular home inspection at first and one of the it was like the pantry door that didn't shut right yeah <laughs> we didn't even notice that the first time and it just didn't, it's weird. It just seemed a little bit off, you know? Yeah. And the home inspector, I guess, knew that could be a sign of some issue. Right. And, uh, you know, and this was like a night, I mean, like $230,000 townhome. And, townhome, too. Yeah, wow. yeah, and it was built in like 2008. You wouldn't think there'd be many issues yet with that, you know? And so they did recommend that a structural engineer come out there and take a look at it. And I'm thinking, oh, it's, I'm sure there's probably nothing to it. Like, that could just be settlement issues. But I'm... I'm no expert on that, obviously. So it's a consultant expert, 100%. So we get the structural engineer out there, and there there are definitely like structural issues with the property. It ended up being we had to get Ramjack to come out and install like helical spheres. And shout out to who? Ramjack. Ram yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, and I hadn't had to do that yet. So I was asking people like, what company do I even use for this? And he recommended it. Thankfully, he got us a quote. It was like $5,500. Sellers covered it. Thankfully, because wow. now I mean, I'm at that point. She probably would have backed out. Of the contract, but she would have lost her due diligence fee, you know, um, all of that stuff, earnest money, and so it was like a thousand bucks. Nobody wants to lose a thousand, but she also wasn't trying to move into this pretty nice townhome and have a fifty five hundred dollar repair. Uh, but but anyway, that's just something that you can see maybe that that shows that you know maybe maybe you need to get it checked out more. So, so a pantry door led you to this. That led to it. That led insane. to it. And it, you know, I'm sure that after they saw the pantry door, they started looking around more. Mm-hmm. But that was the initial thing that got the home inspector to say we should get a structural engineer out here from a pantry door that's that insane. was a little off. And that all happened. Thankfully, though, they were willing to fix it because I mean that would happen at the next. You know, if, if we backed out, the yeah, next buyers would, would also run into that issue. Then they call so. that a material. Fact. We let the sellers yeah. know. The sellers need to now disclose that to any friend. Exactly. And, exactly. And it becomes, it becomes a, so you have leverage with that at least because they know. Yeah, it's like a you said. Sticky road to walk down. Uh, mm-hmm. The last time I had to call a structural engineer was um, not actually not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, it was weird. So you're this is a two story home on a basement, lovely home built in the early nineties. I think it was a buck eight, one hundred eighty k or something. And uh, in the basement, which was finished, there was a door that led to, like, another basement. <laughs> and so the home inspector explained to me it was, like, a basement under the porch. That oh, it was more okay. of a dugout basement than, yeah, than yeah. a real, like, cement floor basement. It was, like, a basement with dirt floor. Mm-hmm. But so you go from a finished basement, you open this door, and you're like, what's this dungeon here? Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's, like, just a dark, damp room. Yeah. And it's dark. And it's ba- you can see, if you look up, you can see the, the metal, the sheet metal or whatever goes under the... Uh, 
the porch. So the house ha- has its own foundation, mm-hmm. but then the deck has its own foundation. The porch, rather, the front porch, the patio, mm-hmm. has its own uh, foundation. Um, so it's odd. But uh, we're looking in there, and we did notice that there was a big um, horizontal crack and it yeah. was bowing a slight bit but was more concerning was that the separation was almost like a quarter inch Jeez. and i'm thinking well this isn't the house this is just the the, mm-hmm. the, the front porch well, how mm-hmm. bad could it be yeah yeah it ended up being not horrible it was actually like 1800 for repairs mm-hmm. once again the seller was able to take care of that right and um that's one of the things about our contract in north carolina it, it very much favors the buy it definitely protects the buyer more so than the seller because mm-hmm. You know, I don't know the reasoning, but I would assume it has something to do with the fact that may, hopefully the sellers are making a little bit of money off their sale, and mm-hmm. they can cover those. If you're a buyer, you should be told what's working and what's not working. Exactly. In the home. Mm-hmm. Um, so and being able to, like I said earlier, like the leverage you have because they know they're going to have to disclose that for mm-hmm. the next. You know, they can't just think, oh, well, we'll get another buyer that doesn't know because they do need to actually provide that information yeah. then. And so why would they go through the process of waiting for another buyer to come along, maybe to only run into that same situation? Now, they, they're free to offer a different solution as long as it fixes uh-huh. the problem or make it aware, find someone that's not so skittish. Because a lot of those structural things are like something could happen or something could never happen, but it's a potential. There's a 10% chance something would happen. You know? Right. And some people are comfortable with those kinds of things. And um, they just don't care. They'll take the property as is. So mm-hmm. it's odd, but it does happen. That's true. That's true. And I was I was very thankful with our situation that they were they were able to um, get that fixed. And anytime, they didn't even complain. Actually, anytime I hear anytime I hear structural engineer, my mind goes well. There, there goes this deal. Exactly. Like, I just that's, like it's done. That's how I felt. That was a really good deal for me at the time. And uh, you know, that's that was when I was starting to get up into some higher price ranges like mm-hmm. that. So for me, like two hundred thirty thousand dollar like townhome, yeah. that was really a big deal. And so. When and everything looked so good too, I'm like it was built in 2008. Like, it, it, how bad could this be? And then <laughs> structural engineer has to come out, and then I'm still thinking, ah, oh, it'll probably be nothing. And then no, it was something. And so I, I thought that was not going to happen. But I think you will find the sellers are willing to do a lot of repairs and stuff. You never not know. nitpicky stuff. I mean, they, they might, but they, a lot of times they want to shy away from that kind of stuff. You never, but, I never want to walk away from a transaction feeling like, oh, I got the sellers. I never want to do oh, that. Oh, no, no. But, but fair is fair. And at the end of the day, things. my job is to protect the buyer. In it is. On our, that's our job. So yeah. it's, it's, it's you, know, you know, I hate to say it, but it's like, you know, we got to we got to look out for our guys and they got to look out for theirs. So it's, yep. it, and a lot of times the sellers split like it is, you know, and you never know when sometimes you get the feeling the sellers may have been aware by the way that they respond. Like, Oh yeah. Okay. Fine. Yeah. We'll yeah. Have it. Right. Right. Like they were really ready, prepared for it instead of thinking big, about it longer. <laughs> exactly. So sometimes you, and which is kind of troubling. Like now I feel kind of weird cause you didn't tell me this up front. So definitely look out for that guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for sure. Yeah, man. Do you have anything more to add? I think. I guess we were so we're you know on the topic of. I was the, just kidding. I don't really don't want you to add anything. <laughs> right. Go ahead. Go ahead. I see how it is, Ramon. <laughs> so definitely with with the home inspections, that that can be a big issue. Of course, sellers oftentimes are are willing to make those repairs, uh, it, but it's important, I think, also as a buyer's agent to not mislead your buyers. You know, if they're getting like a good deal on the property, you know, and they. You know they're trying to disclose all that they know. A lot, you know. Make sure they they understand that they're not going to fix every little thing because sometimes I think they, you know, it's it, a lived-in home is what they. Always it's a lived-in home, yeah. And and buyers will come in, and I understand it. You're spending a lot of money, but 
it's almost like bringing them back down to earth a little bit on this. I, you're, you are buying a home and you deserve everything to function properly, all that stuff. But when it's little like cosmetic things and stuff like that, just understand like some of this might just be for your information, like having the home inspection, just so you might know what you're up against in the future. My job is to try to negotiate and you know, I have fiduciary responsibility to you to negotiate my best, get you the best deal, get them to fix whatever you ask of me, you know, to request from them. However, just don't ask for too much. You know what I mean? For little things that aren't that big of an issue, major issues. Yeah. It's better to just like, you know, use your leverage somewhere else, you know, for yeah. maybe them to have a home warranty or something. Because so. that, that, they have brought that up before the buyer, the seller's agent would be like, well, you guys beat up so much on the price and now mm-hmm. we don't have money to make all these repairs. Exactly. And, and, and I always remember as well, that brings up a good point. The, the repairs are also a negotiation. They don't have mm-hmm. to do anything. They can yeah. say no. Uh, if you're being crazy or if they feel like, you know, it doesn't make sense. So, like, sometimes uh, something would be something that's uh, a visual or a, what's the word that's escaping me? Something that's uh, cosmetic, right? Cosmetic, yeah, yeah. Cosmetic, and it's not nothing functional. And, like, yes, I understand the, um, you know, I don't know, whatever. The, there's a scratch on the fridge, but there's nothing on the home inspection. Or, like, countertops. A lot of times there'll be, like, a countertop oh, yeah. scratch or something. Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, well, can we write something? Well, there's no, the tile backsplash. Yeah. There's a crack in it or something. Something it's minor like, like well. that, yeah. There's, <laughs> there's no water here. It's not going to get behind the wall. There's nothing, right. there's nothing that's... It's not failing to do its job. It's just cosmetic. I can't write it up. And exactly. Upset. So know what the home inspector home inspection is for. Mm-hmm. Definitely go to the home inspections as well because... Definitely. Man, if you go to a home inspection, you will learn more about your home. Oh, I yeah. learn every single time I come, and I try to do. <laughs> I play a game with Chuck every time I go. Uh-huh. Uh, I I try to do his job for him. I'll be like, I'll be like, uh, you know, sometimes at home the buyers do go, sometimes they don't. Most of they do, but I'll try to, um, you know, flex my knowledge on him and be like. Oh, the, you know, this is the the thermostats usually, you know, <laughs> calibrated off by five degrees to the exterior temperature, like, <laughs> or you know, whatever. Yeah, what's that word? I always sound, sound or feel like I sound very smart when I say uh, <laughs> that when the water's seeping through the basement, which is very common, by the way. Um, Permeable? No, as <laughs> uh, effervescence. Oh, I effervescence. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's just the effervescence. It's, it's fine. It's, it's, it's like just, you can use that normal. in any scenario. Yeah. It sounds smart because a lot of people just wouldn't know. Like, like yeah. this, this beer has a lot of uh, effervescence. Effervescence, yeah. It's definitely it's hoppy with effervescence. First time he said that, I thought he was talking about the uh, the old the old emo band Evanescence. I was like, wait, like, wait a second, Chuck. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. I love it. Oh my goodness, I love uh, it. Man. So yeah, definitely very important to get the home inspection. Always, you know, but just know that you know, be yeah. be reasonable with it. You know, definitely understand that they don't they don't have to fix anything technically, mm-hmm. but they're typically open to fixing the stuff that should be fixed. To, you know, with a home that you're purchasing. So, real quick side note, mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to wrap this up, and then I'm trying to like speed it up. I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> Did you notice all the, on the new contract that just came out? All the new. Um, all the new little um, like the boxes, boxes like high, right? they're like highlighted. And it's like red. blue around it. Yeah, I now, did. yeah. Go make sure you go back and read all those because because mm-hmm. um, it has some important information. On those, but yeah, it uh, and it, it prints it out. I thought maybe it wouldn't print it out, but it does print it out with that. So now with the, that's it, interesting. If you know your buyer is going to read it, then you damn sure well yeah know it back and forth. Oh, like hundred percent. So when they ask you, you don't sound dumb. Yeah. You need to sound knowledgeable on well, it. Yeah, yeah, and it's part of doing your job. And exactly, you need to. Confident. Yeah, exactly. It helps you out in the future, and you want to be prepared to answer the questions. Mm-hmm. You know, but yeah, I noticed that actually the other day when I pulled up the offer to purchase, and I remembered you mentioning that they had come yeah. out with a new form, right. and I hadn't written an offer. You know, before, before. you said I'd written one like a few days ago that I and I didn't see the change. Well, it all happened of a sudden, July first, right? So. so and, 
and I believe it's like every year or every other year on July 1st, they do changes. Uh, yeah. When they're going to do changes to the contract. Right. So June 30th wrote an offer. Uh, July 1st, now it's a new contract. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of weird. That is interesting. Works. Very interesting. <laughs> yeah, read up on that. Uh, mm-hmm. You got any showings lined up for this weekend? I do, actually. I'm showing tomorrow at, uh, let me see here, 3.30 and then 5.20. So I've got a couple couple lined up for the 520? evening. 5.20? 5.20. That's, that's an, an, that's an odd time. They're getting, I know, they're getting out of work like <laughs> right at 5. Did. They have to work. And so they were saying, if we can get out there at 5.20, and I got on you know showing time, and I said 5.20. 5.15. Oh, you made 5.20. Exactly. I made it 5.20. It was approved. How long <laughs> so, do you usually do your your, um, your appointments for? I do 60 minutes just because I, I want to have flexibility, especially if you're lining up multiple ones. Sometimes I'll do like an hour and a half just in case because that gives you even more cushion. Yeah. And because you never know if you you line up like eight showings or something, they'll really you like go, one. Spend half an hour, forty five minutes on one, then you're late to the next one. Yeah, yeah. Or you go in one, and they're like, they see something, and they're like, I, we're fine to go move to the next one. I know. And you don't want to have to tell them, <laughs> I'm sorry, we're here too early. So you gotta you you need to be strategic about how you so schedule the next one maybe for you know only like five minutes after what that first one was scheduled for, just yeah. because you might leave, but make it for like an hour, an hour and a half, so you have that time. You know, you don't get trapped up in that so yeah that's i've had to do the do. thing where like i had some buyers this is, hasn't happened in a while but i've had, had mm-hmm. buyers in the past where they're like they pull up and they can tell by looking at it or looking at the neighbor they're like mm, we don't want to be here right so we'll go to the next house and it wasn't like a bad neighborhood it was just the homes were too yeah, close together they just don't like it. or the, the the homes were too close to the road or right. the main road was too busy so before i turn off my car they'll be like they gave me that. By the way, you guys can't see. I'm doing the uh, no, yeah, the no sign. Yeah, yeah. The cut it. Yeah, uh, sign with my hand. Uh, they they give me that 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 sign, and I'll I'll know that they want to go to the next one. Mm-hmm. So we get to like the fourth house, and now we're running an hour and a half early, Gosh. and the seller's like still in the wall, in the taking the showers. I'm like, you're, like yeah. knocking on the door, like, hey, I know we're super early. I'm so sorry. They hate the last property, but we really want to see yours. Right, Most right. Most of the time, they're really cool, but I have had some people that are that are mad, upset, and I'm like, listen, I understand. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, we but- can come back an hour later but they're probably going to want to go to the next house and then we may not come back yeah. so do you still want to sell your home or yeah, not basically. <laughs> basically or not but uh that well that happened to me one day where we got there early because yeah they, they absolutely did not like this one before and we were there we were only there honestly like 25 minutes early but i, I could I understand it was like a, a family with a bunch of kids and i could they were like in there i could tell they were cleaning the house and everything it was oh. so funny because they had, the little kids were running around with like this vacuum cleaner and everything oh. and i can tell the mom's probably just like clean your room you clean this you do this and bathroom I, husband take out the trash yeah yeah they're literally like working as this team getting all this done and they were like waving at us they were really nice about it but they were waving they were just like like we're almost done we're almost done and uh that was just really funny but it was like 95 degrees that day and i was yeah. you know i'm in my khakis and yeah. my polo and it was yeah it was not not fun you're wearing a polo. Out there. i've been wearing polos this last week it's been so hot but it's uh, been hotter normally i like to wear button ups because i feel a little bit more professional right right <laughs> um, well if you're wearing the peter millar oh, polo Lord, it's like the go. golf polos then you look time good to cut the podcast. <laughs> that's another conversation for another we'll, day <laughs> we'll do that another day all right guys thanks for listening again to the triad home, home house hunting podcast and uh hope you uh tell a friend about the podcast and let us know what you think of uh of what we're saying we'll talk to you soon Thanks for listening, guys. That was uh, today's episode of the Triad House Hunting Podcast. As always, please remember to subscribe and leave a review, leave a comment. Uh, let me know how I'm doing, things you'd uh, like to see on the show, or uh, just say hello. Feel free to email me at triadhousehuntingpodcast at gmail.com. That's triadhousehuntingpodcast 
at gmail.com. Or uh, you can always shoot me a text, give me a call, 336-909-1492. Thank you. This is Triad House Hunting with Ramon Lamelli. 